Welcome back to the Youth Sports Safety Update. I'm Bob Sefcik, a certified athletic trainer and the executive director of the Jacksonville Sports Medicine Program. The Jacksonville Sports Medicine Program is a nonprofit sports safety advocacy program supported by the sustaining commitments of Wolfson Children's Hospital, Nemours Children's Health System, Brooks Rehabilitation, and the Duval County Public Schools. The Jacksonville Sports Medicine Program is dedicated to youth sports safety through awareness, advocacy, and injury prevention. Our special edition podcast today recognizes the exciting start of fall sports for the 2021 season here in Florida. I know as a program, we've been working closely the past few weeks with the Duval County Public Schools. Their licensed high school athletic trainers our volunteer team physicians, and the Jacksonville Fire and Rescue Department in preparing for the upcoming season. As we jump into our fall sports season, I want to review some key sports safety strategies for injury prevention with you, whether your child is playing high school, sports, middle school sports, or any of the sports activities offered within our community like club soccer, Pop Warner football, and many other opportunities our kids are involved with. From our previous podcast broadcasts and educational programs, everyone should recognize that catastrophic sports injuries generally fall into one of four categories, the head, the heat, the heart, and the hemoglobin. And knowing this information can help us as a team work together in preventing as many injuries as possible. For today's podcast, I want to spend just a few important minutes discussing safety in the heat. As we begin sports this week, at the beginning of August, our kids are going to be exposed to the dangerous Florida heat. In a medical education conference I attended last night, it was mentioned that within the past few months, seven young athletes have died due to exertional heat stroke throughout the country. Exertional heat stroke is an emergency condition that occurs when the body is producing heat more rapidly than it can dissipate it. The take-home message today is that exertional heat stroke is 100% preventable, yet we still have kids die every year from exertional heat stroke in sports. Knowing this causes so many of us to ask why. The answer many times is rather frankly because the adults that are supposed to be keeping our kids safe are not doing their job. Instead, they are putting kids at risk. In the state of Florida, the Zachary Martin Act provides a requirement for all high schools to monitor environmental conditions like the temperature, the humidity, and the level of radiant sunshine. To make sense of this, consider the parking lot in which part in which spots are the most sought after. You're right, the ones in the shade. This example is very relative because now we can relate to how it must feel to practice or play sports in the direct sunlight on a hot, humid Florida afternoon. In our high schools, athletic trainers or coaches measure this data with a wet bulb globe thermometer. Because all of these factors put our kids at risk of injury, relying on other types of data is incomplete. Once a measurement is available, coaches are empowered to modify their practices and events to accommodate for these risk factors. 
parents need to keep watch and insist their kids' coaches are following these best practices to keep kids safe. Again, exertional heat stroke is 100% preventable by making great adult decisions. Coaches should be familiar with the wet bulb globe thermometer chart of modifications and work together with their athletic trainers and their athletic directors to apply these safety modifications appropriately to allow time for rest and recovery when necessary. Some examples of these modifications include increasing the number and duration of rest breaks, making sure there is plenty of cold water or sports drinks to consume, encouraging kids to take breaks whenever needed. Coaches can also consider adjusting the start time of practice or events to allow for participation during cooler times of the day. Coaches might even reduce the duration of practice time to limit the exposure kids have to the hot sun. It is important for parents, athletes, and coaches to understand the first 14 days of practice is considered in a, an acclimatization period. This is the amount of time it takes for an athlete's body to adapt to intense environmental conditions. Throughout this time period, coaches should provide a gradual increase to the intensity of drills and conditioning routines to allow for appropriate adjustment. Meanwhile, parents and student-athletes should be aware that proper hydration before and after practice is critical. Keeping track of body weight is a good way to determine how much fluids need to be replaced. A good rule of thumb is to drink 20 ounces of water or a mixture of a sports drink along with water for each pound of weight loss when measuring from pre-exercise to post-exercise. Exertional heat stroke is also 100% survivable. The Zachary Martin Act also requires all of our state high schools to have a cold water immersion tub and plenty of ice water available to start cooling someone who has become ill due to the heat. The Jacksonville Sports Medicine Program and our partners, including the Jaguars, have helped support our Duval schools in obtaining the needed tubs to comply with this best practice. Coaches should work with their athletic trainers to ensure the tub is ready every day before practice begins. Parents should visit the school to verify these safety features are ready and available in the event their child falls ill. Exertional heat stroke is a very serious condition and is diagnosed upon collapse by obtaining a core body temperature. This initial temperature is an important first step as it helps our medical providers to most appropriately monitor the care that is necessary for proper body cooling. Because the life-saving measures for someone in heat stroke is as easy as putting them into a cold tub, it is important to get an accurate diagnosis as soon as possible and immediately begin the cooling process to save their life. The Jacksonville Fire and Rescue Department agrees. The on-site athletic trainer and team physician are most familiar with exertional heat stroke in sports, and upon arrival, will work with these medical personnel using a cool-first, transport-second philosophy. Exertional heat stroke is not limited to football athletes. Many cross-country runners and soccer players fall ill due to the heat and many times do not have the appropriate treatment modalities nearby. Parents, please help me to connect with any sport groups or clubs that may benefit from our leadership when it comes to sport safety. 
I would like to know that our area soccer clubs and running groups have access to the best practices of preventing and treating heat injuries. Thank you for tuning into our special youth sports safety update. Check our show notes for reference materials related to exertional heat stroke and the Zachary Martin Act. And join me next week for my special segment on sports-related concussion. For more information on sports injuries, please visit our website at www.jaxsmp.com. The Jacksonville Sports Medicine Program is a nonprofit sports safety advocacy program supported by the sustaining commitments of Wolfson Children's Hospital, Nemours Children's Health System, Brooks Rehabilitation, and the Duval County Public Schools. The Jacksonville Sports Medicine Program is dedicated to youth sports safety through awareness, advocacy, and injury prevention. Thank you.